Hello everyone and welcome back to Entertainment Update. My name is Marcus. I am Ben. And in this episode we are going to be discussing the new PlayStation Plus games for this month and Call of Duty Zombies. But first, we're going to be discussing Star Wars because of course May the 4th was this week and that is of course Star Wars Day. So Ben, I assume you're much more of a Star Wars fan than I am. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I love... (laughs) I love the Disney Star Wars movies, which is going to start this off on a very controversial note. Um, I think that I think that the prequels were awful. I think that the original Star Wars movies were awful, and I think the Disney movies are the best Star Wars movies. I'm that's that's I'm just starting this off on a controversial note. So feel free to try and rebuke my claims. Well, I'm not gonna disagree on that one, but I like the prequels better. Personally, the prequels are my favourite. It's the prequels, the sequels, and then the original. See, I don't get people that like the prequels. Like, I'm sorry, but what part of the prequels make Star Wars any good? The acting's terrible. The scripts are terrible. This F- the um, SFX are terrible. Like, I know I can't judge the 70s, 80s by modern standards, but even then, the, the, the special effects are terrible. Everything about the movies are terrible, and it's not even as so bad it's good either. Like, it is just terrible. Yeah, but back then, that would have been, you know, groundbreaking technology, what they had used back then. So, I know you said you're not going to, like, you can't compare it to modern technology, but I feel like it's just better, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. <laughs> I get I get that, but even then, if it was groundbreaking technology, the scripts were no, were not groundbreaking at all. Like, I hate Sam. Yeah, the scripts have been better. I Hate Sand is the most infamous line in the entire prequel series, in the in the prequel trilogy. Nah, it, it's a trap. Well, there's that too, which is probably a very self-explanatory line. But I Hate Sand was such a terrible... I think it just encapsulates everything that was bad about the film. Like, mm. it, it's such a bad line, and you can tell where George Lucas has really influenced certain parts of the the film yeah <laughs> but, yeah i mean we could we go on as well all, all day like that's in pros and cons of you know the sequels the prequels and the originals we just be here forever you're not wrong there <laughs> to be fair isn't it like star wars as a whole is just not something i'm into like i i'll give you mandalorian the mandalorian is the best star wars ip out there like i mean i know star wars as a whole is an ip but I think the Mandalorian is the best thing to come out of Star Wars ever, and Wait, I just—I've only watched the first season of it. So I've watched the first. I, I haven't it. watched the third. I watched the first two. Mm, right. But I, I, I love, I love the Mandalorian. I mean, Pedro Pascal. What's, what's not to love? But yeah, it, it really is just such a, it's just such a brilliant series, and I think it really is made for people that both love and hate Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I suppose yeah, because like you said. Who doesn't love Pedro Pascal? Exactly. I think Pedro Pascal was like the main, and obviously Grogu as well, who at the time was Baby Yoda. Yeah. Still and will always be Baby Yoda. Yeah. I mean, Grogu took took the world by storm. Like the internet absolutely blew up as soon as we saw him. And oh my God, is he cute. I love him to death. The amount of Funko Pop. Like I'm an avid collector of Funko Pops. And I'm just looking at my, my Funkos now. And I've got quite a few that involve Grogu. I've got a Lego set there somewhere. You know, like the massive like Lego sets you get. I've yeah. got one of them somewhere. Oh, it, it just is brilliant. Yeah, I love Grogu so much. Mm. I mean, his uh, 
Razor Crest Shifter Knob. What other Star Wars stuff um, do you like? On the positive sides of Star Wars, like what other Star Wars stuff do you like that's come out of the Star Wars series that isn't necessarily just the films? Uh, I like the games, like the Star Wars games. Oh, you, you know what? I'm going to give you that one. Lego games. Yeah, Star Wars with the, the, the Lego games. Uh, the new Jedi, uh, the new Jedi Survivor game that just came out a couple of days ago. I haven't heard good things about that, to be honest. Well, it's a, it's made by EA, so. Yeah, but to be fair, the other one that they made was the other one was good. brilliant. Um, I like the battlefronts. I like them ones. I like the uh, campaign aspect to the second game as well. Um, but as a whole, the best Star Wars games are the are the Lego games. Yeah, especially like uh, number three, Attack of the Clones, or the Complete Saga, and the new as well, uh, the Skywalker Saga as well. I like. I think to to be honest, I like all of them. Yeah, I quite yeah, I quite like them all. Not played them all, but from what I've seen, like people play them. I, I think I would quite enjoy them. Yeah, I don't think I've um I don't think I've necessarily seen like I haven't played all the recent ones, but I played up until the ones on the Wii. Yeah, I mean I probably wouldn't enjoy them as much now because I'm not into Lego games as much. But you know, a couple of years ago I would I would have loved them. I probably still would love it, just you know, not the same level of you know enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I don't think it'd be the same childish joy that I had back in the day, and it really annoys me that they haven't. Like, out of all the LEGO games, and this is the most recent as well, why would you not invest in an online multiplayer? Like, I would have so much fun playing it, I think, online multiplayer, but I think on my own, I just wouldn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can do, like, share play, but it's just not as fun. Yeah. And you can't be, you know, putting Darth Vader in, you know, underwear. You just can't be, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's all I really know about Star Wars, and um, I think it's just come to its natural conclusion. So what about PlayStation Plus games then? You've been playing them much more than I have, so why don't you uh, go on and tell us what they're like? Uh, yeah, um, I've not played them all. I played the, the there's, so there's three. There's Chivalry Two, Descenders, and Great Legends. I've played Descenders and Chivalry. Um, I was a bit fun to them. So Chivalry's are a massive PvP play, uh, game based, uh, sixty four players, and it's basically just battlefield but medieval times. So you run with swords, bows, run, run on horses. It's a defend. It's, you're either on the defending team to defend certain objects, or you'll be on the attacking team and attack the objectives. Um, I've had really good fun with it. Um, yeah. Then moving on to Descenders. Descenders is more of a sports game, I would say. It's a mountain biking game, and you can basically pick trails, your own trails. You know, picture the ramps, curves, just a straight slope, whatever you want, and then. There's another aspect of the ragdoll physics. That's what makes the game so good, just the ragdoll physics. Like, I don't know about you, Marcus, but have you ever had a game which you've just so invested in it just because of the ragdoll physics? Um, yeah, I can't think of which game it is specifically, but there have been a couple where ragdoll... I mean, to be fair, Siege. Siege used to be fun with um, ragdolls. Obviously yeah, now, yeah. Obviously now they've kind of phased out that ragdoll physics. But uh, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs Two. I don't think necessarily ragdolling, but yeah. Uh, what's it called? Goat Sim, Goat Sim. Oh yeah, Goat Sim. There, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't know why it took me so long to think of it. Yeah, Goat Sim is ragdoll. Like, why not? Yeah, why not? You can't go wrong. And then we have got Grid Legends, which is basically Formula One just sports cars. You go around a track on cars. Um, they've got demo derbies in it as well, which I'm, I'm looking forward to playing. It's crossplay as well, so if you've got any friends on Xbox or other games, you can they can play with them as well, which I think is kind of neat because well, I suppose most of the games that are you know, crossplay, aren't they? 
Yeah, I think most games are cross-play these days, which is actually really good. Yeah. Um, I don't really know much else about the PlayStation games, to be fair. I don't know much about them either. I mean, I know Grid Legends is like a sort of like a remaster of the... Because it was a, there was a Grid PlayStation 3 version, so I feel like this is kind of a, a remastered or like a remake version of it. Could it not be a sequel? Which, if it is, uh, it, it, it could be. It could possibly be as well. But I suppose Grid didn't really have a campaign. It was just more of like an online thing. You know, you could crash your cars into, you know, mates and all that. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know you've been playing Chivalry 2, so why don't you talk us through that then? So the Chivalry 2 gameplay, um, so you can pick from... So it's, so I'll go into it. So there's, you, you, could pick a, you can have a random map. So it would be Battle of the Bridgegate was one of the maps. So you've got four teams. Yeah, so you've got the Agathas, the Mansons, the FFA, and the Tennyson. So you can choose between those four teams... And then you just go into battle. You can choose from and go along with that. Um, you've got 64-player mix mode, which is you'll go into battle with 64 other people, 32 on each team, range of maps and all that. Um, you've got arenas, so that's basically the ranked version, I suppose. And then we've got the offline section, so if you're ever bored or don't want to talk to your friends, just play offline. Sounds like a fun, fun game. I can't wait to play it with you. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. Other than that, I don't really think there's that much else to talk about on the uh, PlayStation Plus games. So moving on then to our songs of the week. So Ben, you have a brand new song for us this week, and that is No Money by Galantis. So would you like to talk us through that? Um, yeah, um, well, I originally discovered this song about three or four years ago. So I was just looking for new music. This one particularly caught my eye because... It's both well, just good, I suppose. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's really good because it's a really upbeat. Yeah, one of my favorite songs. I have to say, it is a brilliant song. I mean, it's about six years old at this point. Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Yes, uh, I have to say, it's like one of the classic sort of twenty tens songs. Like, it, it, if when you look at twenty tens music, it will definitely be there. It will be up there if that makes sense. Yeah, it's six years old. Christ, I remember when that came out. They used to like you know CBBC. Yeah. And whenever they used to end their programming at the end of the day, um, and like what they'd do is they'd play a sign off. Um, and then once they signed off, it would just be this constant looping of like clips. And they used to play No Money in the background of these clips. Like that was their, um, that was the background music for the sign off for a while. So I, uh, I have a quite, quite a lot of memories attached to that song. So, um, yeah, quite, quite like it. Yeah. It's quite a nice song. Yeah, I can see why you uh, why you chose it as your song of the week. So um, that that brings me to my song of the week, which is uh, Brussel Je T'aime, which is of course by Angèle. Now, this I, is going to take a little bit of explaining, as uh, wait, it is a French song. Um, and one thing that I have to say is I do love French music. When I say French, I mean mainly belgian like a lot of a lot of the french artists are actually uh belgiques which it, i i don't know what it is with them like um Strome, uh who's also who's known for his mega hit alors en danse which you you might not know the title of the song but if you hear it i guarantee you um like you'll you'll know it because it was one of the bigger songs of the 2010s like it was a massive, massive song. Anyway, um, so I've been like 
it's part of me learning French. Listening to French music definitely helps. <clears throat> and uh, Bruxelles Je T'aime is such a great song. Not only is it just really upbeat, but it also talks about something that I'm very familiar with. So the song is about Angèle talking about Brussels and um, how she loves Brussels, as in the capital of um, the the capital of Belgium. Now I have been I've lived out around that way um, for quite some time, and I have to say I've been to Brussels quite a bit, and I have to say that I absolutely love it. Um, Brussels is just such a great place to be. Um, it's such a great city. There's so much to do there. Um, and in the music video as well of uh, Bruxelles Je T'aime, you can actually see her standing next to like a model of the Atomium, which is um, this massive uh, like structure, like tourist attraction in Belgium, um, like in Brussels specifically. Um, either way, I think that not only is the song upbeat, not only is the song something that's like really a summer banger, which I think is, I want to say flown under the radar, but it's got 25 million views on YouTube, so I can't really say that. I think in the English-speaking world, I don't think many people are that aware of the song. And I just thought that I would love to share it with you guys at home or wherever you are and just try and get some French music into people's lives. I know that at first you might not want to, um, but trust me, take the plunge and you will forever be an Archer fan. Um, if you don't want to listen to all French music, I would just give you a short list of uh, Bruxelles Je T'aime, uh, Fever, which is Angèle and Julipa. So if you do like Julipa, you might know Angèle through that. And also uh, La Loi de Murphy, which is um, just a song about Murphy's Law, which is essentially anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, three great songs, absolutely love them. But today, my song of the week is uh, Bruxelles Je T'aime, which is by Angèle. So all the songs will be linked in the description and added to our song of the week playlists. So um, absolutely encourage you to go check them out. Again, each individual song will be linked in the description, plus the playlists will also be linked in the description. And we will be back next week with some new songs of the week. And that brings us on to our third and final topic, where we will be talking about Call of Duty Zombies. So Call of Duty Zombies is a massive, uh, massive franchise. It's something that I have been getting back into as of late and something that as well I have been forcing Ben to play at gunpoint. So um, in the spirit of him being my best friend, uh, I thought that I would finally release the gun from his head and let him have his own opinion about Call of Duty Zombies. So Ben, uh, you and I are kind of giving our opinions on them. So I guess I guess what we can do is we can go through them in release order and then just give our opinions on each zombies and then decide on which one is in our top three. So we'll pick a top one, middle one, a bottom one. That's how three works. You know, you have one, two and three. Um, so, yeah, let's start off then with uh, the first ever Call of Duty zombies, which was Call of Duty World at War. So Call of Duty World at War was, of course, the first zombies game um and it was more of just like an extended feature it didn't really exist as a as a franchise yet so this is the birthplace where of course we get uh Naxxed Toten which is by far one of the most painful maps I have played but it's painful because of the just the way like it's it's simply painful because 
it's the first ever zombies map so of course it can only improve from there and when i compare it to some of the other zombies maps like obviously you've only got about four or five doors to open at that and it really is just not even that i think you got three 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 you can open and but that three you can open which allows you to set up for a really good like training but if you open the fourth one it gets harder yeah yeah exactly it's crazy i love and the thing is i love i love not to tote him but i just i wouldn't choose it as a map because now this is before pack a punch this is before gobble gums um this is just literally bare bones zombies and you can still have perks though yeah that's true um still got your still got your part no actually yeah, yeah. No. you got on the side at the bottom or, or am i thinking of the no, you're these? you're thinking of the um Black Ops the Black Ops 3. yeah yeah um i think yeah, there's still then... a sprint machine though i think though no 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 back then parks weren't even a concept they're not no mm. no if if i remember I correctly i know it's is so it's actually kind of crazy like imagine playing zombies with no perks like no juggernog like that's that's an essential part of zombies these days mad absolutely mad once once we get from knock uh sorry knock the untoten i should say not knock the totem um i'm getting a couple different maps confused um i'm getting kino de totem confused with knock the untoten which is night of the undead um so verrucked is the next map that you get in call of duty world at war which is of course the one that's set in the insane asylum yeah what what would you say your opinion is on verrucked as a map uh i mean i've not played it much but there's definitely worse maps out there i would say yeah yeah i would i would tend to agree on that i would say like verrucked as a map i (laughs) i dislike it for the reason that you're never too far away from a barrier which makes makes it hard yeah it, it just makes it extremely difficult mm. it's it's not fun if that makes sense like it's if you if you're wanting a short game you go on verrucked i mean this could be me as like you know call me a zombies noob like i've been playing zombies for a long time but i'm i'm nowhere near the pro status that some people are um i haven't got like round a hundreds um, so, you know, you could easily tell me like, oh, Verrucked is so easy, you just gotta train zombies. But personally, if you play it the way it's supposed to be played, like for me, if you, if you play it the way that zombies was originally meant to be played, which was literally just kill as many as possible before going down, that was it. That's how it works. Um, but it is also important to remember that Verrucked is the one that actually induced Perca-Cola. Yeah, so we can, we can get that from it at least. Yeah, like at least it gave us something. Yeah. And then, um... After Verrucked, you got Shino Numa. Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever played on that one, you know. Yeah, I'm not a massive. I'm not a massive fan of Shino Numa. I won't lie. Um, Is that the one in like the uh, like the hangar? Yeah, it's like the swamps. Yeah, I've not played that one. Yeah, I dislike it with um. Let, let, let's just say with every fiber of my being, it is the worst zombies map in my opinion. I just I don't like it at all. I don't like the location. I think I think it definitely is a better map. Like it is an improvement on Verrucked, but I just I'm not a fan of yeah. the layout of the map. The like I'm I'm pretty sure on this you start getting Hellhounds as well, which is um, actually good. Well, also not near the cods, but nowadays it's sort of like a breather. 
Yeah, I mean, Hellhounds are definitely like, say when you go on Giant, Giant is a, um, like, Hellhounds are definitely a breather. But still, I mean, to be fair, there are worse enemies than Hellhounds. And we'll get to that when we get to, like, (laughs) yeah, when when we get to some of the other Call of Duties, the next one, which is Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah, so Kino de Toten is uh, the first map, which is just, of course... Kino de Toten, like it's probably the most famous zombies map, I have to say. And then uh, Ascension as well, which... Oh yeah, Ascension, we've played yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've played Ascension a fair amount. This is where we get like, well, we start to really get more complex Easter eggs as well. Like we, we start to get proper Easter eggs on Ascension. Mm. And one thing I have to say about um about Ascension is the monkeys. I hate, yeah. I hate the monkeys as little mini bosses they're not even mini bosses they're they're the hellhounds but worse like they steal your perks away which is yeah yeah like not happy not happy about it but in terms of like maps kino de Toten, um ascension and then dead ops as well is kind of introduced in this dead ops, which, yeah. is, which is uh arguably not proper zombies but it's still zombies mode yeah it is i mean we're killing zombies, so it, it was, I'm going to class it as a zombies mode. And then you got um, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. So this this is where you get some um, some of the more interesting maps. So you get Nuketown, yeah. um, Die Rise, which is like a massive, uh, what do you call it? It's a massive um, tower, like skyscraper, that's the word. It's a massive skyscraper. you got Transit. Well, Transit, I love Transit as a multiplayer map and as a zombies map. Yeah, I think Transit... Transit seemed like a, a decent concept for a map. And I think it's very much like a Revelation style map where it brings a couple of different places together. And you can actually see Nocturne Potent on there if you get off at a certain point, which I just think is a pretty cool um, pretty cool part of it. Um, and I think it, it, in a way, is precursor to Revelations. Then Call of Duty Black Ops 3, which is definitely our forte, uh, where you have, uh, where you get introduced to the Eisendach, um, Gord Krovi, um, Moon. Shadows Nocta. of Evil. That's it, Shadows of Evil. And then you get the remakes of Nocta Untoten, Kino de Toten, The Giant, Verrucked. Uh, then you, Yeah, then you also get Zazuo no Shima, uh, Shinonuma, uh, Shangri-La. Like, yeah. lots. A whole list lots. of them. Absolutely. So some of these are obviously not um, not exclusive to Black Ops 3. Some of them are remakes. Shadows of Evil. Yeah. It's good for a map that comes with it, that comes with Black Ops 3, but mm, I I've got mixed feelings agree. about it. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a map that's a great starter map, but when you put it into perspective with all the other maps that came out after it, and all the other maps that you can get with Black Ops 3, i.e. the Zombies Chronicles, where you get Ascension, Gr- um, not Grod, uh, Ascension, Kino, Moon, Nacht, um Russell. Shinonuma, yeah, the giant well, the giant is a one that you buy separately. Uh Zetsubo Noshima. Like not Zetsubo, uh Shinonuma even. Oh my gosh. It's a pretty weak map when you, you compare it to all the other maps that you can get in the game. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, right, I'm not gonna go into the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare maps, um, particularly, but I say that Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is a severely underrated game and I absolutely love the zombies in it. It's just a shame that no one else has the zombies. Like, I have all the zombies maps because um, I have the season pass. 
and it's a real shame. The one map that comes as standard with it, though, I just love to bits. I think that the I think that the idea behind it is brilliant. I think that having it set in a theme park where you can ride some of the rides, you can play some of the games in there. Um, once you die, you can earn points in a mini arcade to get back. I think it's just such an ingenious idea, and I really, really, really love it. And I I I could talk about it all day, but seriously, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare underrated then we get to call of duty world war 2 i love that game i love call of duty world war 2 zombies is genuinely goated like i know it's not a treyarch zombies but world war 2 despite being an easier zombies than um than treyarch i think it's a massive i think it's i think it's just a brilliant like the nazi zombies i just i love i think it's another severely underrated zombies that has just been taken by um it's been taken over by um Treyarch zombies which is a real shame because yeah. i don't know about you ben but i think most people would be interested in like the richtof and uh like the Treyarch ether storyline than they would be in say nazi zombies yeah but they are and personally, me, I am kind of leaning towards that way as well. Yeah, World War II Zombies wasn't a bad idea, and I think props to Sledgehammer for doing their best on it. Then you get Black Ops 4. Um, going to cl- gloss over Black Ops 4, really. Then we get Black Ops Cold War, which is just Black Ops Cold War, an interesting one, to say the least. Mm. There's the zombies in it. It's probably one of my top three, to be honest. Well, Firebase, that certain map. Yeah. Definitely, Fi- I th- I, th- I liked Firebase as a map. Yeah, so it's just a good Easter egg because it brought back you know all the ether and shit. I'd say that. Yeah, I mean it's it's the I, I think it's what's referred to as the dark ether storyline. So it's slightly different. Slightly to like, different, but it's it's a bit often still in it. It, it makes an appearance in it, doesn't it? Um, I think so. It's been a long time since I've actually done it, but again, it's more the Easter eggs are more straightforward than they are in um, Black Ops Three. Yeah, but and then we'll see. There's the there's the open world map as well what's that called yeah out- outbreak wasn't it outbreak yeah you play you can play across multiple maps from the campaign and multiplayer maps which i think is actually pretty interesting call of duty vanguard i thought go for it i can't wait played it i did it for the trophy that's it that's all i can say yeah so if you were to pick your top three then uh what what games would it be in terms of so start off at number three what game would you say is the the third best for zombies um I'm gonna go for Black Ops Three. Sorry, no, Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> so Cold War is your number three. Yes, um, Cold War number three. Number two for you. World War Two. Call of Duty. World War Two. My number two pick for zombies because it's just it's such an underrated and it it really took it to the next level, I suppose. And then my favorite Call of Duty of all time is Black Ops Three. I mean, yeah. I don't know what there's much to say about it or that. It's just I'm gonna go as far as to say probably the best Call of Duty Zombies has ever been. That's just my opinion, yeah, but... I can absolutely understand that. And then, like, for me, if I were to pick my top three, uh, my number three would be Infinite Warfare, just for the pure and simple fact that it is the best attempt by Infinity Ward at a Zombies. Then, for my second one, I'd agree with World War II. Um, it's criminally underrate- underrated. Um, certainly, the story. Like, they wrapped it up pretty much all in one game rather than yeah. spreading it out for god knows how long and then of course for my number one pick it would definitely be black ops 3 for this pretty much the same reasons as you i guess that brings us to the end of today's episode yeah 
so yeah, thank you, Ben, for sitting down with me and discussing some of the news that's been going on recently. And of course, well, I say news. Um, been a pretty slow news week, to be completely honest. Not really much interesting has happened up until this point. So uh, yeah, thanks for chatting with me about Star Wars, PlayStation, and indeed Call of Duty Zombies. So yes, if you'd like to see more of us, you can find us over on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, Spotify. And we also have a TikTok where we post some short form content. Um, and we also do the same over on YouTube Shorts. And uh, yeah, don't forget that the the... The links to our Song of the Week will be in the description uh, for not only the Song of the Week playlist, but also the individual songs as well. Uh, So, yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And I have been Marcus. And I've been Ben. And this has been your entertainment update.